what? I got a fever. You give me fever, fever in the morning. A fever all through the night. He's more, he's closer to the Stafford tier to me. So let's talk about some of these tight ends. Like, um, can you tell me what the ADP is on J- Njoku and Ingram? Yeah. Or do you have tight end premium ADP? Does that even exist? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the the settings I have in the ADP are that the premium is between 0.5 and 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 1.0 for a premium. Okay. Uh, so Njoku is the nine ten. Nine ten. Yeah. Wow, that's late. Okay, so he went above ADP in this, but I thought and, that was late. And Ingram is the 1101. Whoa. All right, well, I mean, I took him at 7-3 and thought that that was a deal. Who, Ingram? And, yeah, and 0.75. Well, I mean, maybe nudge up the 11-1 a little bit because that, in, that ADP includes 0.5s in it. You know what I mean? Um. So maybe nudge it up a, a, a little bit. But I think what you're seeing with guys like Engram, Njoku, and Dulcich even slipping too in ADP is people saying, listen, if I'm not getting one of these, you know, top three or four, five guys, like, I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait, you know? Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, I mean, I, I already had Pitts and I took Engram to be one of my flex starters. And I like the idea of having a flex starter that can also back up tight end. But in 0.75, I think, you know, I, I would rather start him than uh, Damian Pierce. I'd rather, I mean, Jamison Williams is polarizing there. Um, I guess Jordan Love is probably a better pick. I don't know. I'd rather start him than J.K. Dobbins, Dotson, TMC, Godwin, Zay Flowers, George Pickens, all the players that went after him. Yeah. There's a few in there that I would have taken instead of instead of Ingram. Actually, like I remember thinking like like that Njoku and Ingram and Laporta and even Waller, who I like more than you. I was like, mm. ah, I think they're they're taking them a little early. Mm. Um I I just like them better than the players that were available, except yeah. for maybe Jameson Williams and Jordan Love. I, I probably, probably should have gone Jordan Love there. I would have gone Love. I would have maybe gone JMO. Dobbins, yes. But it's running back, and you know, it's like we only had not only we a onesie, but like it's running back, right? So, like, even like if if to me, Dobbins might score more points in that slot in the lineup, it's a running back, so I can always wait on running back later. And Ingram has the advantage of not being a running back as far as the punishment on the body goes. Dotson, mm-hmm. I probably would have taken. Zay, I would say Flowers, I might have taken to trade at that point because I know people love them. Um, I like Burks and, D- and more than you do. Um, Gross. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, I, I really, I, I really like Engram. It's a, it's definitely a two-year window there, maybe three, um, and it's kind of all you can really ask out of a player in the seventh round the way i see it and i just i like the premium i think you'll have trade value if i need to um and i think people are going to look at their tight end room when they get in season and be like oh shit you know and i I, what i think is a lot of depth with pitts engram gesicki who we've talked about ad nauseum that we think he's going to do much better this year in that offense 
um, Kate Otten, and then, you know, my flyer was Brenton Strange, and I just got sniped out of Will Mallory. Yeah, Mallory's your boy. So strange, by the way. I mean, didn't he go in the second round? Second round, yeah. People forget you know? that. Yeah. Um. So as the as the as the draft was like unfolding, did your strategy change, or was there value that you think fell to you? Was there a surprise pick, or well, anything, anything like that? Yeah. So I I made that trade with, for Devonte, and then was like, all right, I'm going to be able to get Judy as my second. But before I do that, let me go ahead and take Kenneth Walker for some shithead reason. I think I was at work, but like I took Kenneth Walker and then Judy didn't fall to me after the turn. So I was stuck. I didn't want to take another running back and I did not like the receivers The all the receivers there are just stuck in that quagmire of, you know, wide receiver 20 and later. Yeah. Whereas Javante Williams has a chance to be a, a number a, a, a running back one once he's healthy. Yeah. And I kind of just took him for the value of what I th- I think his value will grow. It will. And he's already, I think, growing a bit because of the like he's back and practicing and he's going to play in preseason. Whereas Reese Hall, who had a cleaner knee injury, is not. Right. Was so later. There's that there's that brewing, you know, yeah. that. Um, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's why I did it. Um, I didn't love it, but then it made me sort of shy away from running back, except for the fact that, like, all right, well, now I have Kenneth Walker and I kind of need to get sharp in it, you know? So kind of jumped at him in the eighth round that I didn't love doing either. Yeah. Well, and I I don't know that I had to get Charbonnet, but it just makes me feel better that I know I have their starter sort of an old school way to think about it but yeah um i also think that i'll be able to start both of them sometimes um that that could be the case yeah i mean there is that line of thinking of you don't cuff your own running backs you get other people's cuffs you know i don't like um, that i i mean i understand what the thinking there but i don't like that so i've i've i don't know that i'm like exclusively in that camp but I, I get where it's coming from, you know, as far as like limiting, limiting upside and limiting options and trades and things like that. So like, I, I could see where they're coming from, but like, you know, you ended up, I think a little more running back heavy than I expected. You more than I wanted to be, to be but, honest, but they're good running backs and, yeah. you know, I'm fluid. I can, I can, you know, I, I like I loved Khalil Herbert in the 13th round. I was like, about to say that. I only yeah. did that. I didn't do that because I thought I needed a running back. I did that because he was there in the 13th round. Yeah. Like people are like, so there's backs like that I have in my head together, like Khalil Herbert, Rashad Penny, Brian Robinson to a certain extent, of guys who are explosive first and second down backs. Pacheco. You know, uh, although Robinson's not very explosive, but like that's uh, like that's that's the role they're gonna play. You know, his explosion supposedly is back to college. Yeah, level. and he's also supposedly catching passes too. You know, um, mm-hmm. but 
you know, as, as like values that you can pick up in that range of like 11th, 12th, 13th round. And I think that, I think, you know, Khalil Herbert in the 13th round is, is, is perfect there. Yeah. I, really, I have, I'm running back heavy because I felt like that's where the value was for the most part um, as I was going through. And it's not like, oh, that's where the value is. As I'm thinking about it, it's just as the pick comes up and I'm comparing him to the players around them. Well, I just liked Herbert better. You know, I like Javante better. And that's why I did it. I mean, the Charbonnet pick, I actually was going to go swift and I got devastatingly sniped by your boy, Tom. <laughs> um, so, you know, things happen when you get sniped as well. Yeah. Like you, you, you get tilted. Yeah, exactly. Um, I made another so let's, trade. Let's talk for... a little bit about Swift, though, real quick. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm sure, sorry. Sure. So, because you, I think you are seeing a sunnier picture for him than, than I am. I I was a Swifter. I was a un unrelenting, unapologetic Swifter. Like he was like my RB two in Dynasty. Like he's going to overtake JT eventually because JT gets used too much and Swift gets used in space and he's going to have an Eckler arc and all this shit, right? And then the more I read about how why the Lions didn't like him because he doesn't know what he's doing when he's running the ball, like, you know, and then when I look at, okay, he gets traded to a team, so changes the scenery, a little bit of a spike in value. But at the same time, like, he has the most well-rounded skill set on the team. So if anybody gets hurt, he's going to get the most touches. But if everybody's healthy, his biggest contribution is in the passing game on a team that doesn't really – throw to the running backs you know like i just it just doesn't and a team that likes kenneth gangwell like i just i don't i don't i don't see the 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 sunny picture for him that some others do don't get me wrong he's still in my top 24 as far as dynasty running backs go you know but uh you know i've you ready you know yeah, go ready for tell, the sun to rise? Tell me, tell me the sunny picture. Yeah. It is a thing in Eagles camp. It, it DeAndre Swift is a thing. He is the thing. Yeah, he's Eagles like camp. the 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 clear running back one. Clear the, running back one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the reports are like he's got more burst than all the other other running backs combined. He looks great sure, running the ball. Just gotta run to the right hole, and, and don't don't run out of bounds. Yeah. I don't – I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about what Dan Campbell thought about him, to be honest with you. Um, I would love to see him rejuvenated. You know that. I love Swift. He is making – he is catching passes in camp that DeAndre – or that Miles Sanders would never hope to in his entire career on his best day come close to making. This is what the beat writers are saying, right? The the negative – the Negadelphian – uh, beat writers, the the guys that everyone hates, really that the that are worse than the fans, the Philly beat writers, right? <laughs> they are they are just in love with him. I mean, yeah. it it's here. They are they're going to throw passes to him this year. They don't spend that much time in camp, as much time as they have, which is like a lot, throwing to a running back if they're not going to do it during the season. It's but going to be a base teams of their do that offense. before, like, oh, we're going to do this, like, but they're just experimenting in camp, and then when the season comes, they don't wind up doing it. They're not experimenting. There's, they're spending a lot of time working on it. 
It's a thing. He's gonna, he's, he is more than like, he's detached from the formation a lot. People think that it's going to be like Quez Watkins or Olamide Zacchaeus. I think it's going to be DeAndre Swift is going to be our third receiver. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a thing. Uh, he, early on, it was, well, he looks so much, you know, burstier and better than than Penny without pads. Let's see what happens when the pads can't come on. And he still looks way better than Penny with the pads on. Now we're we're practicing against the Ravens, and we're going to get our, our first preseason game. I assume Penny's going to play in that. We'll see. I mean, Penny definitely needs contact to be effective. You know, he's 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 a power back with speed, so he's definitely never going to look as good in practice when they're not hitting full. Um, than you know, than someone like DeAndre Swift, who's made to play flag football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I'm telling you. It, he is going to be a thing this year. Also, Gainwell has more burst from what I've heard this year. So you were about to talk about a trade that you made. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I traded for um, Amari Cooper, right? Because it to me, it was late. Um, if you can get a wide receiver one in the eighth round, at least for this year and next, probably, maybe next. I don't know if they'll keep him, but. Like he's the most slept on. We'll put up wide receiver one numbers in all of dynasty football. So again, it was getting towards the end of a of a tier. I think you knew that I was trading for him or or Hollywood. Um, you know, I gave up a couple of of later startup picks. I thought it was well worth it to se- to secure a starter. Um, you know. I, even though I I kind of slept on receiver a little bit, the trades I made helped. You know, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Pittman, Keenan Allen. You know, it's got it's got some age to it, but it's gonna I, it's gonna be really good this year. What I did um, because of that trade out of the out of the fourth round, I didn't get my second receiver until the eighth round i took hollywood one one pick after you took um amari cooper so i I had aj brown and hollywood as my receivers when the ninth round came around lance was still there and i seem to be you know one of the few people still holding out optimism for lance i said you know what ninth round rushing quarterback who could be a konami quarterback I looked around at the receivers that were there. You know, I was considering Bateman and Elijah Moore. I'm, I'm very in on both of those this season. Um, but I was like, let's take the quarterback. So I took him in the, in the ninth round. Um, before I get into what I then did as far as my receiver strategy, if you will, um, where are you with Lance? Because I, you know, I go into like the dynasty theory discord and like, I'm like the only one that has any optimism for him. I go into other dynasty spaces and there's, there's people who are, who are kind of like me, like he needs to get away from Shanahan. The jury's still out. Like, like let's get him on the Titans or the Falcons or something and see what he can do. Um, where, where are you on him? Some people have him as like quarterback 30 something, you know, like, they're ready to they're ready to bury him. In fact, I actually took him one pick 
after Tom took Purdy. Yeah, I don't want any parts of him. He, um, the problem I have with him is under normal normal circumstances, if if a young guy came in and took his job while he was hurt, he would get traded. But it's freaking Shanahan, and he'll hold on to these guys forever. You know, he has no reason in his mind, I guess, to trade him, and he'll just keep him around. And and you know, I eventually they're going to have to make a call on his fifth year option and I don't think they'll pick it up and he'll become a free agent. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what's this his third year. Mm-hmm. So this year and next, so you want to wait next year. Yeah. You have to wait it out. Like, I mean, it, I can't even imagine John Lynch sitting there with a, with a quarterback like Lance, a dual threat quarterback and not, I mean, so supposedly they, they couldn't get what they wanted for him this time around. I don't know, man. Like, I I can't imagine John Lynch allowing Shanahan to say, no, 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 no. Let's let him sit for another year when they when they might be able to at least recoup something for him. Yeah. I mean, Purdy could get hurt again and he could come in and take Purdy's job. I guess it could happen. Well, a lot of people are like, well, you know, if he can't beat out Darnold for the second quarterback. Yeah, and I keep telling people, like, no, 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 no. Like, Darnold is a Shanahan quarterback. That's the reason they brought in Darnold was because he's a Shanahan quarterback. Like Shanahan loves Darnold. Shanahan wanted Darnold. He's a joystick quarterback. But Trey Lance, mean- is, Trey Lance is a freelancer. Like he does. Like Shanahan doesn't want freelancers. He wants. Listen, I designed the play. It's good enough. Just execute it. Like yeah. that's what he wants. And so, like, yeah, it is. But does that mean? That Darnold is ahead of Trey Lance. Yeah, he probably yeah, is. Right. So, I mean, you're not gonna see you're probably not gonna see him this year. I don't know. Ninth round, I figured why not. But anyway, so right um I'm still trying to get starters at that point. What what I then wound up doing was um so uh, my my first two receivers were AJ Brown and and Hollywood Brown. Um and so you know, I lost out on Bateman, Elijah Moore, that sort of thing. I wound up grabbing Josh Downs and Juju as my next two receivers. So I loaded up my queue with like two dozen receivers. Hmm. And like every time it came around to me, for the most part, I looked at who else was available compared to the receivers. Because at this point, you're talking about like theoretically like wide receiver fours and fives in fantasy, right? You know? And I was like, even though running back is a onesie position, you know, the guys I took over receivers were like Tank Bigsby, Rashad Penny, Juwan Johnson, Jerome Ford. I didn't take another receiver. I took downs in the 13th, right? Um, I didn't take another receiver until the 16th with Wandale. And then the 22nd, Darius Slayton, A-Rob in the 24th, like, and the thing is, I don't feel too bad about it because I stuck to my strategy of take running back values late, even though it's a onesie position, people are going to be hurt. I can probably, and even if they're not hurt, I can probably trade Penny off a of spike week. I can probably trade Jerome Ford to somebody when a running back gets hurt. Uh, Keontae Ingram, I took, you know, like that might be like if James Conner gets hurt, that's a trade chip, you know? So I kind of stuck to my strategy and didn't say like 
I drafted for value and not for need, you know? And I was, I don't want to say like, I'm proud of myself. Cause like, whatever, like proud was stupid, but like, <laughs> like, you know, I saw a need at wide receiver, but I kept saying, no, stick to the plan. And I, and I, and I, I feel like I came away. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm surprised that you set yourself up to have to make trades. So this is, that's usually something I would do and say, well, I'll just take the assets and I'll work it out later. You know, I can chuck and jive my way through, but I'm surprised because you, you kind of gave yourself more work for later. Yeah. Which is not really my thing, but um, I'm trying to, you know, embrace it. I like it because but I also like the people in this league and I know all of them for the mm. most part. Some of them right. I know less than others, but like, it's not like there, are, there are leagues where like, this is a league where like, I, like, I, I know a lot of people then like maybe one ring out. There's a, a league that I'm like loosely affiliated with people. And then like, and then you get out to like the other circles and it's like randos. I cut out like the randos leagues, you know, and I'm trying yeah. to get a lot of those leagues into that inner circle of like people I know and trust and like, and I'm getting there. Sorry. Right on. Yeah. That's I, what, what I like about your strategy is that once you get in season and you are in a position to trade one of these running backs or two of these running backs, you can trade them for players that are playing well. You know, you're not guessing in the off season of, you know, you, you you'll be able to see and evaluate in season who you want to go after it may make the price go up on that player a little bit, but there's more certainty. Right. Like, so for example, Zach, uh, Zach Pulowski going for two. Um, he went real heavy receiver, right? He's, he took Eckler in the fourth and then Kendra Miller in the 11th. And now he's like been pounding, you know, some running back a little bit, right? But, you know, if his Eckler gets hurt, like he does have Spiller as a cuff, but like Spiller hasn't been doing well. Like, yeah. you know, generic Prince, Keaton Mitchell, Kyron Williams, like those are the guys he's pounding late. If Eckler gets hurt, you know, I can give him Penny, you know, right. something like, you know, and get a receiver, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. Well, is there any, is there any pick that you made that you like regret the most? Actually, let's be positive first. Was there, what's the pick that like you like the most, like whether it was value or you were waiting for a guy to get to you there and it happened or filled a need, or was there a pick that like you really. We do our best playing publicly. We don't do our best playing privately, which is backwards from a lot of musicians. There aren't very many bands certainly that play rock and roll where improvisation is a large part of what they do. What you have now masquerading as rock and roll is in reality safe popular music that's largely the work of producers and less the work of musicians the music business is basically economics it's basically the thing of when you make a record you want players that don't make mistakes you don't necessarily want players that take chances you want players that don't make mistakes so because economically that means less time in the studio you get what you want on the record and it's it's safe and it's perfect and that's kind of been the thrust of music production and popular music which is sort of co-opted rock and roll our audience i think illustrates that there's a lot of people who really want a musical experience rather than to be performed at <laughs> 